Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There he is. Close to the camera. Thank you, too. He's five pounds right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're here at the media day for the 2021 Bass Master Class of Ray Roberts. This is a change. Look at this. Look at the size of this thing. Progress we've made so far on our Hobie PA-14. Got it wired up for 12 volt right now. We got the P-127. That money! (laughs) Got one. Took him long enough, didn't he? He knows. You know that's your outro. I know, but I mean, like, I was waiting on you because, like, you just kind of put me on the spot, and it's like it didn't flow. Whatever. All right, guys. All right, everybody. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to One Objective tonight. Um, This is a pre-recording. This isn't live. So if you guys are seeing it right now on Facebook and YouTube, and you're like, wait a minute, what happened here? I I missed it, or... Why can't I answer? Ask a question, you know, here on the side there. It's uh we're we're doing pre-recording today. Just a lot going on this afternoon. So um wasn't able to wasn't gonna be able to go live. So I wanted to get it recorded and uh edit it and get it up for you guys this afternoon. So um, but I, I do want to thank y'all for tuning in. Um I want to thank all of our great sponsors that's helped out with this show. We've got some really good uh, companies that are, are help supporting this channel and and and, and all that we do for, uh, for you guys. So uh, I want to thank Waterland Sunglasses. Uh, they have been phenomenal uh, with with all that they have done for us uh, so far for the uh, 2020 at the end of 2022. And I guess well, actually it's been the beginning of 2023. Um, but anyways, they, they have been a great company to work with. They got all kinds of different uh, frames several different kinds of lenses um, to, to fit all your needs when it comes to fishing, cloudy conditions and fishing, uh, real sunny conditions. And um, just, just a great company to work with. And I, and I loved all that they've done for us, but if you go and use one objective at checkout, use promo code one objective at checkout, you get 15% off. So uh, go help support that company because they help support us. And it, it just really means a lot to us. If you can go show some love with them. Uh, also, I want to thank Missile Baits. They have they've been a big help with us this year. Um, actually, since the show has begun, um, they have been a big help with us with giveaways and um, sending us product. Do some you know help shoot some video with and and all that stuff. So um, been great working with Missile Baits. They got a really great lineup. My favorite all time Missile Bait product they make 
is the uh, baby destroyer. So, um, but anyways, you can go to oneobjectivebf.com and check those baits out. Also want to thank Amped Outdoors. They came on board with us this year and super, super phenomenal company. Uh, got some great lithium batteries. Um, I, I, we're running, we got three of them set up in our kayaks right now for running our trolling motor and running our graphs and our live scope and all that stuff. And now we just got set up. We're going to be doing a video here soon on our Ranger 198P where we just got uh, we're switching over to a 36-volt system lithiums. And then we're also putting a 100-amp-hour in just to run our graphs and stuff. So really excited to get all that set up and installed and, and shoot some video on it for you guys t- uh, to see that. So, um, But I really want to thank all them companies that's come on board. And also, I got one other company that they really help us out a lot when it comes to um, being creative and, and, and helping us create new products. And that's going to be Bob's Up the Creek Outfitters. Um, he's, he's really helped us out a lot the last several years with getting, um, getting us some kayaks and getting us, uh, everything we need just to help get you guys, um, some, some great kayak accessories. So make sure you go check out Bob's up the Creek Outfitters. He's in, he's got two locations. He's got one in Amherst and he's got one in Manita. And I mean, they, they deal with, uh, Crescent, they deal with Old Town, they deal with, uh, Big Adventures, all kinds of uh different brands and i think and also they're a wilderness dealer as well so uh, make sure you go check them out got a lot more coming in uh store for their 2023 season with some hopefully a couple other brands so can't wait to see what uh what all help you know what all works out with them this year and 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 how their business does so um but anyways guys i want to thank all them so if y'all please go check them out show them some love they show us some love so let's support them companies um, but Chris, how you doing tonight, man? We we ain't talk. We talked on the way back from Gunnersville, but I mean, we we ain't really got to hang out. We was gonna try to this weekend, and some plans got changed. But how you been doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. The yeah. Weather the weather's just beautiful over there, right? Like it is here. Yeah, it's a, lot, a little bit of snow around. A little cold, yeah. rainy. Yeah, it's just a little a, bit of everything. It's one of them days to sit inside and watch. Well, football ain't on, so we we'll uh, watch NASCAR. You know, it's yeah. just a good day to sit there and watch NASCAR. So, yeah. Uh, Man, it's it's been uh it's been a rough rough week for us recouping, I'm gonna say. I mean, we've we just got back from Gunnersville on Tuesday, had a lot of orders to get out. And actually the championship has kind of snuck up on us. We didn't place out the timing right. You know what I mean? When we were doing everything and getting everything set up, we forgot that the championship is in the middle of the week, the tournament at, at Chickamauga. Normally, you know, they start on a Saturday, so you got like wednesday thursday friday of practice that's how we normally do it so um but this one is on wednesday and thursday so we got to start practice on saturday so we're we're gonna be driving down um next saturday or i know yeah this coming up saturday i guess it'll be we're driving down and i'm hoping to get in around lunchtime and start practicing so we can practice saturday sunday monday and tuesday so get you know get some time in but uh, I just, you know, I definitely want to get our time in. I want to get some practice done and 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 have that time on the water and figure out a few things. And I'll talk about it a little bit here in a little bit why I, I'm insistent on wanting to get some more practice in this tournament and for future events. But, um, anyways, yeah, it was it it was great when we got back. Super busy. I really really appreciate all of our customers. We've had we've got some we've got a really great customer base. Um, they're they're amazing people. Uh, we, we get a lot of phone calls every day on questions and, um, you know, 
we make this mount or that mount or, or whatever. I mean, we just, we get a lot of feedback from our customers for the most part, every single one of them are great people. You know what I mean? Every once in a while you get that one, it's kind of, it still turns out to be a great relationship, but every once in a while you get that one, you're just kind of get that rocky start. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little bumpy. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. smooth on out. You know what I mean? But, uh, <clears throat> but no, all our customers are great. I love them all. So, um, and, and, for us to be such a small business, I mean, like say, a lot of people don't realize it. Some do. Some of the phone calls we get, I think they think we're like a multi-billion dollar corporation or something, you know? And they call and and this this things that they say at first are kind of like, hey, buddy, it's we're a small business. We're just two people running this whole ordeal. We got our kids that help us out. We got our wives that help us out. Um, Ashley was a big, big help while we were gone. Um, at, at shipping at her and, and James's daughter was a big help at getting things shipped out for us while we were gone. We built up, we had a, a big amount of inventory built up before we left. Cause my family came down and we just built up a bunch of stuff. And, and, and that way when we're gone and ship, well, we actually ran through a lot of that stuff before we even got to Gunnersville. So, I mean, that was, it was really amazing when we come back, you know, you come back and the shelves were empty and you're like, Oh crap, man. We just built all that stuff up. But but it's also a blessing too. You know what I mean? Like it's you're not complaining about the business. It's just yeah. you know, you're like, oh crap, now we gotta really work, you know. <laughs> so um, but I do appreciate everybody's support. Uh it really means a lot to us. So um, but let's get into Gunnersville, man. Gunnersville was an up and down whirlwind. A roller coaster of emotions. A roller coaster of emotions. It was it was fun. You know, it was a bucket list lake. I've had the opportunity to ride on me and James and Jason all had the opportunity to ride on that lake uh, when the Bassmasters Classic was there, when, when Hank Cherry won. Um, we got to do the ride along with the pros on the final day of the Bassmasters Classic. I rode with Skylar Hamilton. Uh, James rode with John Cox. And Jason Hensley rode with Seth Fighter. And... Um, we learned so much because, you know, the lake is a little bit further along than what it was. We were down there for the classic, but it was still some techniques like, uh, like what Skylar Hamilton was doing with the spinnerbait is basically what I caught my fish off of the whole time. Uh, I did catch one off a of chatterbait and I caught one off a of frog, but it, it wasn't, I had some blow ups on a frog, but it, it just, I couldn't keep things going. I couldn't get into that, that quality size fish that I needed to, um to push me up there on the leaderboard you know i mean i ended up finishing i think 111th out of this whole deal i only had 80 some inches total i mean them guys really really uh set the world on fire up top there and but i mean like say it was it was a fun event it was a bucket list lake to finally get on and fish it just didn't turn out as great as i would have loved it to been even if i finished in the top 50 i think i'd have been a little happier than where I finished, but I, I mean, and during practice, I was able to get on some fish and then, you know, talking about the weather, we ended up having, so we got down there Tuesday night and we ended up sleeping in Walmart parking lot. And then Wednesday we got out, we went practicing. I finally got on the water at like, I'm going to say like seven o'clock, something like that, seven thirty, And it just went, like, I mean, the practice seemed like the spot I had seemed like it was going to really hold up and, and be a good fishery. And that's where I caught fish off a frog. I think I ended up catching one off a of Cinco. And then, um, 
it just it started i didn't get none so i loaded up and i went down to um uh saudi saudi creek and and found some lily pad stems and was able to catch some like 17s you know 15s stuff like that inches not pounds and on a spinnerbait on a colorado spinnerbait and they were just they were just eating it man right on the edge and you can see bait fish up there so i'm like man if this will hold up this might be something I can make just to make a top 50 cut, you know, like I, I didn't think this was going to be a winning pattern. I knew, I knew it wouldn't be. Um, but anyways, so I was like, well, I'm going to leave this alone. And then tomorrow I'm going to go fish a couple other places like Browns and all that. Well, then they were calling for a lot of bad storms Saturday, which I wished I still would have went because it, but it dumped rain all day. And I'm talking dumping rain, heavy rain, it had thunder, Thunder don't bother me. Lightning kind of, you know, worries me, especially when you got that big, huge eight foot power pole hanging off the back of your boat. Oh yeah, that that worries big, me a little bit. Big you know? lightning rod. Yeah, yeah, and then you got a bunch of other ones standing all around you. So it's yeah. like all lightning, <laughs> you know. So you know, we we decided to go look around and look at ramps, you know, and, and figure out some other ramps that that might have the potential of the certain grass that we were looking for, the certain. um you know, maybe rock or, or, you know, just certain things in the area that we we're looking for. Cause you know, we can fish offshore, but Gunnersville to me is I'm not good at fishing grass. I've never been great at fishing grass, like maybe lily pads, but fishing straight grass. I'm, I'm, I'm not good at, it. I don't get, I don't have the opportunity to fish it a lot. So, um, so anyways, we decided just to, you know, find what we want on the bank and, and fish shallow and, and all that stuff, which we were able to find. And, Jay, and Jason Hensley was the same way. He was able to find a lot of fish in a foot of water, you know, and they were up there. as big ones up there. Um, but what it sounds like, the guys that won it was out there in the middle in these grass flats fishing, you know, anywhere between, say, four to eight foot of water, you know, in, in that grass, ripping rattle traps. And I tried it. I just could not make it work. Could not get that going. So, uh, but anyway, so Saturday, we never got on the water at all. We actually spent more money on Saturday. I hate when we get days where you can't practice because we end up spending way more money than we need to because we ride around a bunch of different tackle stores and we find a bunch of stuff that we probably didn't need. So, um, anyways, we ended up. You can always find a use for it. What's that? You can always find a use for it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can never have too much tackle, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of the stuff that we buy is is like stuff that we normally use. We're not just yeah. buying like crazy off the wall stuff. Every once in a while, you might find like a swim bait or something. Like, eh, I'm going to try that, you know. But, um, but anyways, we, we went around and looked at a bunch of different tackle stores, rode all around, ate good, nice couple barbecue places and stuff like that. Um, but the, you know, that Wednesday night though, what I was talking about after the first practice, we had a tornado warnings go off. I mean, it was like 1130 and, and the group of guys we were with Kenny and Russ and not Russ Snyder's. I can't think of his last name uh, from Florida that runs the KBL. Uh, well, it's not kite bass league now. It's, I can't remember what they call it, but anyways, um, but Bob Brisky and, you know, me, Jason, and James were all in a room, I mean, in a house. And we are playing pool and, and, and all that stuff. And all of a sudden, you just hear these alarms going off. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I'm like, but our phone ain't going. You know, back home, if we get tornado warnings, our phone starts just going nuts. So we walk outside, and they're just going, and it is dead calm, which is the first thing you probably shouldn't do, the worst thing you, you shouldn't do you should do is walk outside when you got tornado warnings going off at 11 30 at night. So then we're like, all right, let's get our shoes on just in case this thing hits. 
we walk on glass and debris and stuff. And then we're like, where are we even going to go? Because this house, it's kind of like it was just it was built into a hill. So it, you just had steps that kept going down um, to like different levels. I ain't gonna say it was like two stories or three stories. It was just kind of way it was built in the house in the in the ground there, and it, like in a it was a huge drop off to the lake. Yeah. And um, but we did determine that the room that me and James was staying in was kind of like the best area because you're kind of underground a little bit or up in the bank, you know, and had like a washroom right there. So we're like, all right, this this is where we're gonna go if this thing hits. So we all kind of chilled out down there for a while until the till the alarms went off and the warnings went away. Went back playing pool for a little bit. All that came through on Wednesday night, and then Thursday night is when all the rain came in. And then Friday they were calling for twenty to thirty mile an hour winds with forty five to fifty mile an hour gusts. Well, then as the day went on, they were calling for 80-mile-an-hour gusts. Oh, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And, man, we probably could have went out at, like, we probably could have went out in the morning and fished to about 9 or 10, and and, and it would have been, like, 20-mile-an-hour winds. You know what I mean? Like, we, we fished Toledo Bend when it was 40. So I think we could have handled that. But I'm, I'm glad we come off of water. I mean, I'm glad we didn't go out on the water in a way because, like, the storms that, that came in when that front come through, were just horrendous. I mean, the, the tornado warnings got to going off. They went off several times on third on on uh, Friday. Yeah, it was Friday when all those warnings were going off. So then, me and Jason was out in the backyard, and we were just watching. Like we were like, dude, this this thing's looking pretty nasty. You know, like it's getting really black over there. We're looking at the radar. Tornado warnings are going off. Well, then all of a sudden, our phone got to going off with the tornado warnings. You know, telling us take shelter ones in our area what do we do we walk on a back porch oh yeah and it's just dead calm like dead calm and then all of a sudden you can start seeing like like on the water it looked like little water spouts twisting up like i was like man this thing's gonna drop right here but you could hear roaring in the background like oh because it was like a tree line and on the other side of the tree line you could just hear roaring like a constant roar it did it, it sounded like a train and at first I thought it was this thunder. It was never ending. You know what I mean? And it just, it just kept going. It never stopped. And all of a sudden you could see it come out from the tree line on the side, but you could hear like it was tearing up stuff. You know what I mean? Like uh, it, it wasn't a massive one. It's probably like an F1 or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and then by the time I realized that what I'm watching and what I'm seeing here, I need to get my phone out and record it. <laughs> and then when I get it. It's like just going back up in the sky. You know what I mean? But, uh, after that was done, we went down to the barbecue place, and which was right down below us on the lake, and and we were talking to them down there, and they, they watched it come across the horizon there, around the, over the lake and stuff. So it was pretty wild. I got to see my first tornado like in the distance. You know, we had one that hit here, like two or three houses down, but it just kind of it took one tree down and tree topped everything, and then touched down probably about a mile from us. So. Um, but to actually see one there. But, I mean, we had a house down below us. It had two trees that got knocked down um, right down below us. So, um, But other than that, I mean, it was that was pretty cool. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I, I don't like seeing my stuff get tore up, but to actually see one, it's pretty It's pretty neat to see it in person, I guess. Uh, as a bucket list thing, I guess I got finally knocked off, checked off, that I, I seen well, a tornado. So, now you but, just got to go out in Kansas or somewhere and watch one of the big ones. Yeah, one of the big ones. Yes. Yeah. I told my wife I wanted to do that. You know how they got those uh, trips where you can take like, yeah. trips, you know, but I mean, they're really expensive. My wife told me it's crazy. 
like there ain't no guarantee you're gonna see one either. No, no, you're gonna just travel around and eat, I guess. I don't know what I mean. What else do you do? Just <laughs> you ride know? around looking for them, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. My luck, I'd sign up for it and be that year like there's nothing. Yeah. Like, just the weather is is not bad at all. So, but so anyways, yeah, had it. We had a good time down there. Had a great time with some friends and eating and and you know cooking on the grill. And I brought down a bunch of deer burger and we ate we ate a lot of that up, you know, and um and just played a lot of pool and shuffleboard. Basically, I guess that's what it was with shuffleboard. But you anyway. take the stick and move the little discs. Well, this one's this one was like it's a long, it's a really long board, and then you you, you got these round, like really heavy metal circles. You know what yeah. I mean? And you slide it with your hand. Yeah, that's basically the same thing. You know, you try to knock out. But uh, we had Bob Bariski on, and um, uh, I mean, playing, and I suck at pool. I ain't gonna lie to you. I really suck at pool. Like, I I, I thought I would get better the more I played. Cause I used to play a little bit when I was younger. We used to go to pool hall and stuff, but I was never good then either. You know what I mean? But I was hoping by chance I would get better and I never did. I still suck just as bad as I did when I left as when I got there. So oh. I know that game is not for me, but I still like to play. It's still fun to play. I do way better on the, uh, on the app on my phone, the pool game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like a hustler on there, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyways, um, we had a good time down there. Just like say that what messed us up, I, I feel like, is we did not commit no time to practice, whether it's rain or shine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Wendy, I'm not going to make I'm not going to go out when it's that windy. I, I think it's I think it's a dumb decision to go out when you got winds over 25, 40 miles an hour. Me personally, if, you, if you're depending on the lake, you're on the body of water you're on 40 mile an hour is dangerous. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I mean, we, I mean, it was several people had to be rescued down there because of the rain and the wind. I mean, one guy from one of the stories I heard, he got flipped over in the wind and he got to, to shore, but they didn't find his kayak and like several miles down. So, I mean, I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, some of these guys I talked to are like, oh man, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You can't be scared. You can't be scared. It ain't nothing about being scared, it's about being smart. Yeah, you know safe. I mean? Yeah. I mean, and it, it kind of blew my mind that they didn't even cancel practice for Friday just because of the weather, the tornadoes that were coming. The, I mean, Bassmasters on the Opens and on the on the Elites, I mean, they're going to cancel practice or they're going to cancel events because of weather conditions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if it's a pride thing with some of these. Like, I went out when the, guy, when the bass boats didn't go out. or so. You know what I mean? Like, it's just to a yeah, point. Yeah, I don't know. This is... Yeah. I mean, to a point, it's kind of like what's – what is the point of going out and risking your life for this? But you got to kind of wise up and be smart about it, I guess, eventually. I mean, I love fishing just as much as the next guy. And we've done some stupid stuff in bass boats with weather conditions. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, But I just, I don't get it, man. They don't, they don't cancel or delay or any of that stuff. Like on some of the stuff, it's just, it is what it is. It's the same for everybody. You know, it's just liability wise. I, I haven't quite understood it. But anyways, that's that's my two cents on that. We had a good conversation about that at the house one day. And, you know, I just I know we're in Life Fest. I know we're, you know, we're in kayaks and and all that stuff when it comes down to it, though. You want to go back home to your family is, you know, the way you were when you got down there, not in a wooden box. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. um, But anyways, we had a good time. 
I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe getting back on Gunnersville again sometime. I want to get down there and fish that grass and learn it, you know, because that, that's stuff that you could take with you other lakes down south. Up here, we don't have that much stuff. You what know was what the mean? temperature, like water temperature? Um, So it depended on where you're at. It was crazy because, like, where Jason was at, which was only a mile away from me, and they were finding temperatures of, like, 63. Oh, wow. Degrees. It got real. It got warm down there. Yeah, and then and and where I was at, which was like say a mile up, and I was in some of that grass, but I had a little bit deeper spots, and I was I was getting like 55, 56. So I thought maybe I was like, man, Jason's Jason's graph is wrong. You know what I mean? There's no way it's that warm. Yeah. But then I James was down in some spots, and that's what he was getting. So I picked up, and I went when I went to Saudi, and I put in, and I'm like, man, that's just, that's just 63 degrees. So I was like, well, let me let this stay in the water for a little bit longer. So an hour later, I checked it, 64 degrees. I'm like, holy crap. There you go. They're going to be, you know, and we talked to some people. They were finding them spawning. But what happened was, so my my getting in, back into this story, was the, the stuff that I practiced for and the stuff that I looked at during tournaments, I mean, during when we was riding around looking at ramps, the water was clear. Um. You know, you had good grass and all that. When all, and all that wind came in, all that rain came in, the water started coming up. Like it rose like a foot to a foot and a half. And all of a sudden, all my water that that I was liking was muddy. I mean, just brown. You know, a lot of that grass was packed tight up against the bank where the wind been hitting it all day. You know, and just packed it really tight. Like I don't, you'd have you need like a two ounce punch weight to get through that stuff. Um, it was just in there really tight, and then like. I would come up on some bridges that I was trying to throw a rig could not get that going. It's like, they would chase it a little bit. I even changed up baits. They just wouldn't, they wouldn't commit to it. Like they were or they were from it. Yeah. So I ended up going and catching two thirteens right off the bat on a, um, spinner bait and then on a bridge on the riprap, you know? And then I loaded up and that was in Browns where I caught those at. And I loaded up and then I went to Saudi and I ended up catching a 16 on a chatterbait, 16-incher. And then I hung a 14 on riprap with a spinnerbait. And I had my trolling motor on constant, and my freaking line got hung up in it. Oh, shit. So when I went to pull the motor up, the fish is just hanging there. So I get the net trying to get under them, and I ended up flopping coming off. And that was basically my day. And then on the, la- on the second day, I went up, up the river, way up the river where I practiced the first day. I found a rock bluff. They had wind hitting it, and I picked a spinnerbait up and got to throwing it and caught caught three more and lost one. So um, it was just – I don't know, man. I couldn't make it happen. No matter where I went, I couldn't make the big bites happen. You what know? was the winning uh, length? Uh, was it 100 and uh, – uh, Greg Diploma – I said Diploma. <laughs> I can't – I didn't even think how you say his last name. De, De Palma, De Palma, Greg Diploma. He's an Elite Series pro. Oh, okay. He ended up winning it. He had 189 inches. Oh, wow. 189 and three quarters, actually. And he had 93 the first day and 96 the second day. So, I mean, he he hammered it. And, you know, and something else, too, man, it, like, big congratulations to uh, Jason Hensley on a ninth place finish. I mean, it, it was actually a DQ in front of him, like, a couple of days, like, a day or so afterwards we got home. And they he noticed they sent him more money and he was a DQ. So he moved up. He was 10th, but he had 170. Okay, I seen the picture of him holding the 10th place 
check or whatever it was up. So yeah, I guess he got bumped up one. Yeah, he got bumped up one. I was 112th. I moved up to 111th. Well, there you go. <laughs> I needed I needed quite a few more though for something to happen to really move up. You're, but, you made 100 and top. You're in the 100 and top 15. <laughs> so yeah it was uh yeah i made the top 115 that's what you yeah. need that's what i need to tell people make it sound real good man i made the top yeah. 115 yeah <laughs> hmm. but um with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But no, man, it, it was fun. It was just with water fluctuation and all that stuff, it was just, it just threw at me a massive curveball. And, and some of these guys are really good at making those adjustments, especially if you know Gunnersville. If you know Gunnersville and you know how those fish set up in the grass, you know where to look, how to fish that deeper grass and stuff, you got an edge on everybody. And, I, and that's, I think that's what it was going to take for that. Cause I just, like I say, I knew nothing about Gunnersville. I knew stuff that Skylar Hamilton fished when I was with him and I, I tried it and, but it was already like, eight kayaks that roll through there and hit the same stuff before I got there. And then it was bass boats behind me. And, you know, I mean, like it's, that was the overwhelming thing for me with Gunnersville was, you know, sometimes like if you fish a tournament and you roll in and there's some tournaments, there's a lot of boats on the lake, you know what I mean? But we just, you know, if you see somebody sitting there, you just roll onto your next spot. And then you hope that no one's on that one. But here, if you're fishing, man, they roll right up on top of you and start casting. I mean, I'm fishing a daggone bridge, and, and you know, one dude, before we get started, he rolls up, and he goes on the other side of the bridge, and he's casting, you know? Well, then here comes another dude coming in on you. You know what I mean? And then another dude coming in on you. I had bass boats come up beside me. I'm like, man. <laughs> I mean, that lake just keeps producing when it's that much pressure. It's just, you know, I, back home, they're going to be like, hey, man, why are you sitting down right here? I'm fishing this bank, you know, like gutter. Yeah. They're just like, hey, man, I'm coming right beside you. Okay. Like. But, I mean, it's just so many fish down there. It's just crazy. But I don't know. I'm just, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I had my, I had my uh, I'm going to say, four or five-hour drive home where I was able to pout it out. You know what I mean? And, uh, or about six-hour drive. So you and James didn't ride together? No, we took to, we took separate cars. Because oh, okay. you know, we'll, we'll probably ride together when we go down to Texas just because it's so long, you know, and, and gas and all that stuff. And we'll just make it work. But. Me and James fish the same, but we fish different too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's things that I might find an area that I really like, and he might find an area that has or he, he might not do good there. You know what I mean? Or yeah, he might want to go somewhere else. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And then you know, if if you're sucking it up that day and you want to load up, like we did at Winnipeg, I mean not Winnipeg, uh, Wolf and Fox. We found an area because we didn't practice much when we got up there. We just went fishing because we didn't have a lot of time to get up there early and practice. So um, I finally found an area that I liked that looked really appealing to me and, and James, it looked good to him too, but I think I kind of hit the juice where he was at. He just, it, it wasn't working. You know what I mean? So he ended up loading up and going to a different spot and I had to, you know, wait for him to come back and load my stuff. Yeah. Back. It's aggravating. Yeah. It's just, it was tough. So, um, but now, you know, chick, uh, chick is going to be the same way. We're taking two different vehicles. Uh, Hartwell. Yeah, chick, what did I say? Chickahominy. Chickahominy. <laughs> yeah, that's right here. 
Chickamauga, yeah. So we're going to take two cars uh, down there to Chicam Chickamauga. And we got a nice house we rented. It's kind of crazy. I mean, we were trying to get some people to stay with us. We got a really nice house, big house, you know. Yeah. Um, but we were actually trying to find something smaller and just couldn't. And this this came up. So I was like, well, we'll just get this and maybe a few people stay with us. And but you know, some of the people that we know that we're traveling with, they they didn't make the championship. You know what I mean? Uh, or some people's already had just stuff reserved to stay with other people. You know, like a lot of the Co Dakota guys, they all stay together. You know, Dakota gets in the house and all that stuff. So, um, but anyways, we didn't didn't make it happen. Uh, we're staying anybody else, which is fine. I mean, I don't. It really don't bother me because I, I you, you know, when you when you stay with people, it's sometimes it's good because you can kind of understand what people are doing. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is. I was catching them this and that, but then like when you don't, you don't have all that chatter going on that kind of messes you up. You know, you kind of yeah. got to do your thing. So, and I really like that. I don't like getting around a lot of people when they start talking about what you're catching them. I don't want to hear that. I just, it messes me up. I just, I like to yeah, throw it on. You're out your, uh, I would be trying to throw what they throw in my network for where you're at. Yeah. And you don't know if they're just feeding your head full of crap. You know, yeah, what I mean? might sound using uh banjo men or something like that. Yeah. You know? Carolina rigging a deep crankbait or something. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, something like that. So yeah, I'm just I don't know, kind of staying away. I stay away. I try to stay away from the best I can. So yeah. Um, but you know, Chickamauga, we're gonna get some practice in. We didn't do it at Gunnersville, and I feel like it really kicked us in the butt, you know. And I think Chickamauga is gonna be the tournament where I, I, I'm going to turn my practice around and do things a little bit different and, and actually put in the time and, and all that, because that, these guys that are doing well, that's what they're doing. They're putting their time in, man. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's what it, that's what it takes. You know, of all the shows that we've done, you listen to everybody and, and it's always time on the water. And when you don't put that time in and you don't, and you don't work hard for it, it's not going to happen. You might get lucky, but it ain't going to, you, you even carry that luck every tournament you go to, you know what no. I mean? I mean, you might get lucky and just happen to find that magical spot, and it just works. I mean, to be quite honest with you, that's what happened to me and James at Lake Fork. We went down, had no practice whatsoever. We put in on the day of the tournament, and we caught him. But we just got lucky. When Santee Cooper, we practiced. We didn't practice super hard, but we didn't catch a fish for like four days straight down there. You know, Florida, we practiced. We put some good time in at Florida, and we caught we caught some decent fish you know what i mean we caught we caught some fish and did we win no james won big fish but oh, yeah. um but i mean we had an okay points event you know in that so this one not so good a points event we didn't fish good we didn't we didn't practice like we should jason though he just found that really good spot and um which you know i'm not saying he got lucky he just happened to stumble right on that good spot and he caught him you know and it held up for him he made the right adjustments on sunday he was a little nervous. You know, we talked after the tournament. He didn't catch his first keeper until 11 o'clock. And it was like an 18 inch or something like that. And then he, then he started putting them together, you know, but it just took him a while to get it. Everything changed. I mean, hell, the water temperature dropped like three degrees. Hmm. So when I put in that morning, it was 50, what did I say? 52, something like that. 53 degrees where I put in at that morning on Sunday. I mean, it's crazy how much it changed. So, um, but Chickamauga, like I say, that's coming up. We're, um, we're going to get down there Saturday, Saturday morning, uh, midday Saturday, and get some practice on. And um, excited because the family, they're going to be coming down um, Thursday afternoon. And we'll meet up with them in Knoxville. And then we're going to stay down there and enjoy the classic as a fan. Hopefully, we make it to the stage. The top 10 make it to the stage in a kayak event. So, hopefully, we make it to the top 10. 
and we'll be on stage. Um, but if not, we're going to go down and enjoy the Bassmasters Classic as a fan and not as media. You know what I mean? Like we might shoot some video here and there, but like we've dedicated so much time in the last several years to just being doing media and, and doing coverage and getting interviews and all that. I just I want to I want to be a fanboy this time, you know, and just yeah, let's take it all in. Yeah, go get pictures with the pros and all that stuff like everybody else does. <laughs> yeah. So go see the uh, vendors and whatnot if they have them down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the expo is going to be monstrous. The expo is going to be a big deal down there. So excited to get in there. So they have that in Knoxville, but they have the tournament at Chickamauga, which is basically in Chattanooga. Yes. So the kayak inside, but oh, okay. the um, the elites are going to be fishing the Tennessee River right there. Okay. That right there, right there in down, down Knoxville. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they can run down to all the little different lakes and stuff yeah. like that that we're fishing. So they, they don't have to go too far. Well, yeah. we, our, ours is like an hour and a half. Yeah, but that's why we got we got the house in Dayton, then we got another house in Knoxville. So we'll just pack up, head to Knoxville, yeah. an hour and a half later. Maybe we'll maybe there. Bucky's will be open then. I don't know. I don't know when it's supposed are to. They, open. Are they near Knoxville? It's right there at the four hundred seven. Oh really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. yeah no right where you turn to go to Pigeon Forge? That's where they're building it. Oh okay. I don't okay. know when it opens. It might not be open by then. Yeah. Well, you see, they're opening one, and they're going to be open one in Virginia, man. I mean, it's going to be a ways from us. I mean, it ain't like it's. Yeah, they want to. Yeah. I th- it's they still say? closer to the one in the closest one here is what? South Carolina, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Until they build the one in Tennessee, then that'll be the closest one. Yeah. And then if they build that one, which what I mean, it's going to be 64 up there around Richmond area. So it was like two hours. No, it's going to be worth 64 and 81 meet. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So that ain't too far then, right? Yeah. Exit 211, I think, is where they want to build it. So was that like, was that an hour? Uh, well, maybe not quite that well. Maybe from your house, but yeah. If I go over the mountain, yeah, yeah, it'd be about an hour. About an it's, hour, yeah. This yeah. will say about an hour. Yeah, man, get some bucky bites, boy. Yeah, I'm excited about that. But <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, so we're gonna go down there, enjoy it as a fan, and uh, spend some money, probably more than likely, especially with the kids, stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the house we got there is pretty nice. We got enough room for all the kids. And then uh, it's got some game, game like pool and darts and and all that stuff. So getting pretty excited about that. Um, just get down there on the water. Man, I, it's just – I'm looking at the weather for this event, okay? So I've gone through AccuWeather, and I've gone through WeatherBug. So um, WeatherBug was showing Dayton, Tennessee – Let's see the 10-day forecast. So I will get down there on Saturday. So it's going to be 52, and then it's showing Sunday, 53, Monday, 59, Tuesday, 61. Actually, they've warmed it up a lot more than it was going to be. But the lows, Saturday and Sunday, are going to be 31 and 32 degrees. Mm. So, but if yeah, I go to no – No. And, but see, that's saying 50. So I know this is a ways out. So the weather changes so much. It'll drive you nuts. Even trying to pay attention to it, but I was looking at AccuWeather, and which is it's pretty reliable um, thing here uh, app, you know. But uh, let's see, Saturday they're saying fifty-one, and then they're saying Sunday forty-eight, Monday forty-eight, Tuesday fifty-six, and then Wednesday when the tournament starts it'll be fifty-six, and then Thursday the final day will be sixty. So if that's the case, Sunday will be a slugfest with these fish pulling up. Yep. But let's see, Sunday night, 
it's going to be 28 degrees. And Monday night, it's going to be 32. You know what I mean? Like, it's just – and then Tuesday and Wednesday's rain. 16, 7% chances of rain. So You got a little bit of everything. Yeah, man. I just, a little variety. Yeah. So, you know, I got some things. Unwanted variety. Yeah. But, you know, I, this is – this is what makes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, is, this is what makes the championship. You want that kind of stuff. You want the – you don't want somebody to just come in and straight up – I mean, somebody still will come in and straight up dominate more than likely. But, yeah, you know, you always, want people, it always happens. Yeah. But it's all – I hate it to be consistent all week. I want stuff it to be a little challenging. You know what I mean? So you have to make changes, not just, hey, man, I threw this spinnerbait all week long and caught – 190 inches, you know, <laughs> same stuff every day. I call them just like it all through practice. It's good to make changes. It makes you a better fisherman for one when you got all the, that that kind of things that change on you. You know what I mean? Making somebody needs to make those right choices out on the water, whether it's hour by hour or day by day. You know what I mean? So, looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a fun event. It's gonna be it's just gonna be challenging, like like I like it. So, um, but anyways, uh, got after that we got Hartwell coming up. And that's going to probably be a postponed event, more than likely. That's what I'm thinking. But we're going to be rooming with uh, – we got Craig and we got Bob Brisky and Jason and James. And, uh, man, it was another guy Bob was talking about that was going to be staying with us. I can't think of his name. I apologize for that. But uh, And then maybe uh, Robert, one of our other team guys, he might – Robert Brown, he might be coming to stand with us. He's not sure yet on that. He might have uh, duty, ship duty and stuff. So, but anyways, looking forward to that event. So just everybody stay tuned, man. I mean, we're I'm gonna start doing some posting. I got a vlog for Gunnersville that I did. I didn't do as much as I wanted um to do, you know, vlogging wise, just because like it was just it was just weather. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't wasn't a lot to talk about. Yeah. You know, I mean I got Looking some at the wind stuff. and rain. Yeah, I got some video for that stuff. But other than that, that's we don't have a whole lot of vlog. But I, I'm I'm going to do more with the the championship. With the you know that walking to the expo, all that stuff. So um, looking forward to getting down there and just doing that kind of content. I like that content. I like I like doing vlogging stuff better than I do how to videos. You know, I mean they're fun, but just vlogs. Yeah, just just kinda, you don't have to. There's a script. Basically, yeah. you don't have to sit there. And, yeah, when you're doing you a mess something video. up, you're trying to do a how to. You mess it up. You got to keep doing it until you get it right or whatever. With yeah, vlog you just do whatever. You know, when you do a how-to, sometimes you'll sit down and you edit and you're like, crap, I missed I missed what line size I throw or yeah. or what my rod setup was or something. You know, you're That's like, when you put it in the text so everybody yeah. sees. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, I look forward to getting getting down there and doing the vlog stuff. And and if you guys haven't, man, make sure you go check out One Objective Outdoors and hit the subscribe button and check out all we're doing. I mean, that's all of our, like, just vlogging, fishing, hunting Stuff like that. We don't have much hunting stuff. We're still trying to learn that, how to do that videoing with hunting. Because it's tough. Especially this year. Like, I was trying to enjoy the moment with my son when he was uh, when he killed his his doe. You know what I mean? And then me and my daughter went out. Uh, you know, we killed. Uh, I, I got two. Uh, two. Do- I thought one was a doe. But got a doe and a button butt. And, uh, but I just didn't film all that. And I think next year I'm going to film a little bit more of that and, and kind of show that how we're doing all that stuff, you know, maybe doing some of the food plot stuff and all that. But if you guys do enjoy that stuff, you know, comment down below if y'all like seeing the vlog stuff or y'all like just seeing straight up, you know, five, 10 minute clips of how to, you know, and if that's what you want to see, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what people like seeing anymore. Everybody's attention span is so short anymore. TikTok and 
Instagram reels and YouTube shorts yeah. and all that, I think is has shortened everybody's attention span anymore. Oh, yeah. You know? So that's like what we was talking about the other day, like reading books. I like I like reading. But even in Bassmasters now, I have a like like the day on the water, I love reading that stuff. But now I'm kind of like, uh, I'm like two minutes in and I'm like, they need to make it into a TikTok video. They need, they need to watch it. Yeah, there we go. Like a two minute segment. There's all yeah. the sketches. That's what he well, did. I can do six minute videos on TikTok. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah, that's, but you know, we're, we're kind of in that season now. I'm kind of get off at tournament stuff. We're, we're kind of in that season now where it's, uh, it's pre spawn uh, for the most part of the country. Down south, it's spawning already you know what i mean florida hell it's already spawned it's gone it's already do second one here for long. <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean um but you know like when casey won down there at murray i mean he was catching he was catching fish off the beds um so we'll go to gunnersville somewhere on beds a lot of them wasn't it was like the first small wave was up there but the weather conditions just screwed it all up i think for a lot of that so um but you know it's granted we got this massive cold front to come through with snow and all that but it, I think next week or the week after you're really going to start seeing these pre-spawners moving into where they need to be moving into, you know, um, especially around like Smith Mountain Lake and all that. I mean, they're catching some bags right now, man. Some monster oh, yeah. bags at Smith. I think the Fishers of Men tournament took 20, what did the thing say? 23 pounds or 24 like Yesterday? Pounds? Yeah. Okay. I've seen all the boats out there. I figured there's something going on. So. Yeah. So, and then, and then it was, uh, what, 20, 21 pounds per second. I think all the way down to fifth place was like 20 pounds. Who won it? I wonder. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the names that won it. Um, but man, I had to look that up here a minute. But uh, and it was a nine pound big bass call. That in in, in LT Burnett the other week, last week or something, called a nine pounder. Hmm. So it's some monsters. They're starting to get some bigs in there. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Starting to get some bigs. Yeah, I'm really. I mean, they did the F1 Tiger Bass stuff. I don't think that nine pounder. I could be wrong, but I don't think that nine pounder was F1 Tiger Bass. But you're starting to see more and more consistent bags of twenties. You know, so I'm sure a lot of these threes and fours are. I don't know. I don't know how fast these fish grow. We need to get a biologist on and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. But, but anyways, um, so you know, it's some big bags being caught. But you know, we're getting into pre-spawn. I just kind of want to go over a few baits that I like to throw this time of year. I'm not going to get fully into full setups with it, but just like some of the baits that I love to throw in the pre-spawn. Um, probably one of my number one baits that I like to have on is going to be a jerk bait. Um, I still throw a jerk bait up between 55. When it's 50, I mean, I know a lot of people throw it during the winter. But for me, when it's about 55 up to like 60, I'll be throwing that jerk bait around and, and, and I always have a jerk bait and then I have my jig on. I always have like a green pumpkin jig. I'm working a jerk bait. I work it around some laydowns and I'll pick that jig up and I'll flip it over, especially on a really good sunny day. It's hard to beat that jig around some laydowns and around some docks and under some way up under some docks and stuff. They get up under there. Um, so that, that's my two, like you're guaranteed you're going to see those on my boat. And, and a lot of times it depends on the water color, what I'm throwing, but I'm either going to throw like a, just some kind of natural shad color on the table rock, whether it's, you know, some, some companies don't call it table rock. They call it their chartreuse shad or whatever, but it's like a, a little bit brighter sides. I like call a, it the wrong name, but they call it. Yeah. Yeah. It's all table rock. Yeah. Table rock. That's a color. Yeah, but you know, I did a video a while back with some jerk baits talking about that. And not all table rock is the same. 
Like oh, some, really? Yeah, like if you look at some of the Lucky Crafts, it's more like a bone white with the purple. But you get some Lucky Crafts, it's like a like a, a brighter, like almost chartreuse side with a purple back. Oh, okay. So, um, but anyways, um, I, you know, but I've been throwing a Berkeley Stunner here lately, and I have really grown to love that jerk bait. Caught a lot of fish off that jerk bait. So, uh, but 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 then you know, if between the jig and the jerk bait, when the water temperature starts really warming up and they're starting to move up on the banks, you know, you can't beat a Cinco or a shaky head or or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? But Cinco's best when they're just really lethargic, and they're and they get locked jaw around that time when they're cruising and all that stuff. When you start seeing them for cruising, they're really hard to catch, especially if they already see you. But if you got a good pair of waterland sunglasses on, oh yeah, you can see them all. You can see, yeah, you can see way out there. And we got the new ones coming. You yours is coming. We just got them. I don't I don't have them with me. Um, but we got the new. I will find a new, picture of share them. Yeah, hold on a minute. Hey, listen, go get uh, go get my new sunglasses for me. Okay, I got Alyssa down here. They're up on the table somewhere. Ask Mama for my new ones. So, anyways, um, we got the new bed fishers coming out, man. I'm excited about them dudes. Like normally, nice. I normally I, I don't get into that like full lens thing. You know what I mean? It just the way it fits my face. But these fit my face pretty good. I really like them. So, and they're vintage. Yeah, they my, mine coming tomorrow. I can't wait to take them out and look at them. Yeah, I did a little TikTok or, or Instagram video, or whatever, on there on, uh, unboxing of it, but. Uh, but when they're when they're out there cruising around, it's hard it's hard to beat a cinco weightless cinco. They'll eat that dude up because it, it hits the water softly. Uh, it's got a slow, steady fall, and it can turn around and just come up and gulp it up. You know what I mean? But when they're cruising, it's really tough. It's really tough to catch them. You gotta you gotta be real sneaky and ease up on them. You know? Yeah. But um, but Alyssa's, Alyssa's got them right here. So, anyways, this is. This is basically it right here. Good looking pair of glasses. Look at them back. See the vent. See the vent. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It keeps, keeps them from, from fogging up. Yeah, it keeps them from fogging up, man. Them dudes are nice. I do like them. Nice waterland sunglasses, but uh, it's got that that uh, I can't remember what they call. It's, I just call it blue. They got a, a that name a name for them, but that blue blue tint on them, and they are they are super super nice for those bright sunny days when the fish are up there in the shallow water cruising around. Now, if it gets cloudy, you're going to want that more copper-looking color. You know, yeah. um, that helps brighten everything up. So, thank you, Alyssa, for getting us. But, um, but anyways, I'm going to be throwing a sinko around. That's going to be when you look at the front deck of my boat. It's always a lot of rods, but it's going to be things that are going to be light and simple to throw. You know what I mean? Um, but like I say, a sinko is really hard to beat. And the next, I'm going to end up going through a shad wrap in that natural shad color, and I throw that on a spinner reel. But I throw the real small one. I don't know the number on it, the, the size of it. It's a, it's a little bit smaller one. Dives to like uh, five, six foot, something like that. Yeah. I throw that on a spinning reel and just bomb it out there on some of these like little small short points. But um, but yeah, the shad wrap's hard to beat then. And then when I start seeing them where they're on the bed, you know, I know we're getting into spawn, but you know, it, it happens fast. Pre-spawn and spawn can happen really, really quick. Uh, and when they're up on the bed, it's hard to beat the missile baits, uh, baby destroyer and candy grass um i just I, I guess it mimics that perch color and they just destroy that bait they look i mean it's they the just destroyer yeah yeah i mean they just straight up murder that bait when it hits that bed you know sometimes you got to play around and, and tap them a little bit with it and make them mad but nine times out of ten when that thing comes in there they're going to move to it and check it out 
take so a fr- take a friend with you to make them mad for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, and, <laughs> me and Chris had a few of those fishing trips where you know, like when we go and and we find one on bed, it's you get you know one flip, I get one flip, or we'll, we'll you get two flips, I get two flips, whatever. How we work it out. Yeah. And then who you know, it's just however it works. You know what I mean? And Chris, it seemed like there for a while, Chris was making them mad, and then they finally hit mine, and I. <laughs> I catch him. Chris is like, I think I'm just making him mad for you. But last year was uh, a little different, like on the spawn. You know what I mean? We didn't catch it at a good time when me and you went. Remember, I caught that one off in Mag Draft. Yeah, off the old. uh... Yeah, off the Mag Draft. I love that bait. Yeah, yeah, that that was a big one. You call it. Yeah, yeah. That was like, I think it was like four pounds, something like that. Might have been a little bigger than that. It's in the intro video. Yeah, yeah, it's the one we caught in the intro there. We had Matthew yeah, there. I'm actually wearing his jacket in that video. We, it was like a three or four pounder we ended up catching off of that. But then we just didn't find many on beds. Like it was like it was kind of a cool front that day that came in. Yeah, it wasn't very warm that day. Yeah. So we, we struggled finding a lot on beds. We found some in the back of a couple creeks there and some smaller ones, nothing, nothing big. So but I'm hoping we hit it this year at a good time. Go out there and play I, I caught one off of the bed back there in Saunders, yeah. and then you caught that giant one. Yeah, caught right there to mouth the saunders. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I think I think it's this year's gonna set up good. We got the power poles this year and spot lock on the boat, so I think now we're gonna be ready for them. Yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah, it's gonna be game changer. Yeah. Everybody uses that with game changer. Yeah, game changer. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, that's my that's my my top baits there that I'm gonna throw. So it, you know, like I say, pre spawn into spawn jerk bait jig. Cinco shad wrap, uh, in, in a shad color, natural shad is what I like, what it's called, natural shad. And then I like also throwing like a, um, uh, a baby missile based destroyer. Now, talking about Cinco's, and you're talking about there's so many different stick baits out there. And I do want to bring this up it's hard to beat the Cinco. I ain't gonna lie to you, it's hard to, it's hard to beat the, the original Cinco out there. I'm gonna say the next best that I've had success with is gonna be the 48 the missile baits 48. That's been a good a good all around bait. They got some really great colors and the way it's made with the, the ends of it kind of get a little wider on the ends. It's got a really good fall to it. So that's another bait to check out when, you know, if you're not much into paying all that money for the Cinco's cause they're expensive and they don't oh, last. Yeah. They're just daggone what 85% salt seems like. So yep. they, they don't last long and yeah, uh, like $8 a pack. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, that that's my top baits for the pre-spawn fishing. I just want to give a little go in depth a little bit with that and what my top baits are then. Um, but you know, other than that, I mean, I think we ain't got far to go right now. I think it's still going to be you know fishing a little bit deeper or in that ten to fifteen foot range around Smith Mountain, you know, um, or cranking. I think a lot of guys are going to start you know really taking advantage of the crank the crankbait bite, you know. Um, I couldn't seem to get the A-Rig bite going that strong this year. I mean, I caught quite a few fish off of it, but I couldn't ever get a good limit going with it. So um, just ready to get past that, get into this pre-spawn stuff, get the big boat out. We're going to do that when we get back after yeah. after this this championship. We need Maybe to start warming up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, anyways. Now, now it wants to snow here in March. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I kind of figured that's how it was going to happen. Yeah. It was what was it uh in like a lamb out like a lion so yeah, something like a, yeah. anyways but 
Other than that, guys, that's big silly all we got to talk about. I'm sorry we didn't do it live. Um, it just just scheduling it wasn't going to work out. So we got a lot going on uh, before before I leave you out of town. So I just wanted to get y'all uh, a good show, give you a rundown of how Gunnersville won because I really didn't do a Facebook post on Gunnersville. Like it was just I didn't have much to talk about. You know what I mean? Like people getting these long drawn out posts, I just didn't have much to talk about with it. So um, so anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, please hit the thumbs up button if you're on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Also, hit the subscribe button. Check out our other channel, One Objective Outdoors. That way you can go out there and just see all our vlogs of fishing trips and hunting trips and just family time in general. Um, and also, if you're on iTunes, please give us a, a good rating, hopefully, and and, and talk and do a little thing which what you like about our show. So, on right, that, guys, we'll talk to you later. Chris, I, I appreciate you coming on helping out with this, as you always no do. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. See you. See you.